Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga Podcast. This is the preview show. I'm Manu Veit. He's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how are you holding in there? Um, how's it going on a Thursday evening for you in the middle of the transfer window? Yeah, it's going absolutely fine. Um, fortunately, the transfer window's pretty quiet. Um, yeah. The busiest it seemed, the busiest thing that's happened in the world of German football seems to be Kieran Trippier not getting on a plane to Bayern. So, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it could be a lot busier. So, um, yeah, fortunately, I mean, you know, I'm not holding my breath. It could get busy this time next week. But for now, it's the calm. Maybe before the storm, but certainly the calm. Yeah, I had, a, I had a meeting today at uh, at our work, um, I should say, Transfermarkt, and we we're saying that, oh, it's been so quiet, and um, I was told by one of our bosses, Stefan, that I should not call my chicken yet because it's not the last week of the transfer window. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder that the quiet could quickly turn into a storm, um, which is true, Absolutely. I guess. So um, hang in there. Um, yeah. So this, as I said, this is the previous show. Devon, um, we have to quiet fire quickly through this as we're both pretty busy with stuff. So let's get to it, shall we? This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. It's playoff time and the road to Vegas goes to San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, yeah, so um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a mm, interesting um in between match day, I shall say, because we had that weird uh, fixture, right? The makeup game, Bayern against Union Berlin. Um yeah. which of course, you know, the chat went wild over it yesterday. And I thought it was actually quite interesting to mention that um, the amount of interaction we got for a single game, Stefan, has just been incredible. And I just wanted to point out, if you're not a subscriber yet, you can get in on the action. And you can, you know, chat there um, and get involved. So if you're not a subscriber yet, check that out. Um, I have to say, I think it was over 100, 100 messages we got. For that single yeah. game, Stefan, which is incredible. Yeah, it's good fun. It's also a nice kind of change from, or not a change, actually, it's a nice substitute for Twitter for me. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of left Twitter late last year. Um, and I mean, I'm on threads and I'm on Instagram and stuff, but the kind of, that kind of constant stream of live messages, um, the only place I've been able to find something like that is on Substack in that kind of chat yeah, function. Yeah, yeah. So that's been really good. So I, I really enjoy sitting there the weekends, watching the games, <laughs> chatting to people, uh, and hopefully they enjoy it too. Yeah, hopefully. So again, just a little bit of an ad um, just to, to get involved. All right, this match day. Um, 
no cancellations yet it looks like which is which is nice so the first game is actually a derby um if you're a Mainz fan i guess um that's frankfurt against Mainz. um what do you think stefan so this is an interesting one Mainz have built up this really interesting knack for um picking up draws on the road this season um yeah. i think to date uh, they've actually drawn six of their nine away games the Bundesliga. they've drawn all five of the last away games so you know i think there's a really good chance that they could cause a bit of an upset here um but in terms of frankfurt you know i think they've looked pretty decent so far got a pretty strong home record um they've only lost one 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 game uh, at home this season the Bundesliga shall I say so I've gone for a very narrow Frankfurt win I've gone for a 2-1 win for Frankfurt yeah I've got that too actually I got a 2-1 win as well um, I thought that they were going to win their game against Darmstadt quite handedly they did not they gave away that 2-0 lead right um, and it ended up being a 2-2 draw I guess that is derby football for you um, just like last week, Frankfurt also faced um, another derby opponent, right? Um, so that's actually factored in here. But I actually think that Frankfurt drew the right lessons from that game. Um, Sasha Kalajic, I think, saying after the match that this is something that can simply not happen, that you give away a lead like that, right? Um, and so I think that if Frankfurt drew the right conclusions, from the Darmstadt result, because on paper they're the better team, right? They're they're just simply more talent there. They should beat Mainz. Um, really contrasting too. Mainz has really struggled after the winter break. They, um, um, you know, they're they're still winless. Um, and Frankfurt have picked up seven from nine, so pretty good record for Frankfurt after the winter break. All right, up next, Wolfsburg against Köln. Um, Köln getting smashed. Uh, by Dortmund 4-0 and uh, Wolfsburg a disappointing 1-1 draw to Heidenheim which is sort of a little bit what we expected I, I think I even had Heidenheim as a win there I don't think this is going to get much better for Wolfsburg I just don't see much here Stefan and I went for a 1-1 draw yeah I was really close to go for a draw as well um, I've decided to give Wolfsburg some hope um, uh, just because uh, Cologne, as you said, have been absolutely dreadful this uh, so far. They picked up two points in the last five games. New manager bounce has not really worked out at all for them, um, unless you count maybe a one-one draw with Heidenheim. Um, and you know, I've been kind of waiting for Wolfsburg to kind of kick into gear. The two draws, which you know, isn't terrible, but it's two games against you know Mainz and Heidenheim where you'd think. They'd be able to kind of pick up three points. Um, although, of course, those are two teams who are doing better recently. But I think the key thing is, if you look at their home form, it's very much win or lose for them so far this season. They've only got one draw. They've won four, lost three. Um, and, I mean, those th two of those three, in fact, all three have come against Leverkusen, Freiburg, and Bayern Munich. So good teams. And I do think Wolfsburg are better at home this season. So... I feel like I've been saying this for two or three weeks now, but I'm like, this surely has to be the game in which they do kind of put their foot down and kind yeah. of really start showing up for things. Um, and, I mean, if they can't beat Cologne at home, then I really don't know what Niko Kovac is doing on the sidelines there. So I've given them a very narrow 2-1 win. 
Mm. Okay. So, what about Hoffenheim against Heidenheim then, Stefan? Uh, I've, I've actually got the exact same result, 2-1. <laughs> yeah. My first three one, my, my first three fixtures are actually 2-1. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Heidenheim have been really decent, obviously, so far this season. Um, but that has almost certainly been at home. You know, we've been saying it all season. Um, 17 um, of their 22 points have come at home. In contrast, they've only picked up five points from nine games on the road. Um now, Hoffenheim are kind of the opposite. They're actually much better on the road, but I do think they've actually put in some decent performances recently. Um, you know, they weren't actually terrible against Bayern. I mean, they lost to Freiburg last weekend, but I think they should be able to get the better of a Heidenheim side that do really struggle on the road. So I don't know why, but I've, I've, got, for, I've got for our 2-1 result here. 2-1 just a classic. It could end in a draw, but I think this team might edge it. Okay, so I actually went for a 2-1 result too, but for Heidenheim, and here's my thinking. Um, Hoffenheim have picked up just six points from their last nine Bundesliga games, and Heidenheim, in contrast, are unbeaten in their last five top-flight outings, um, and three of those games were wins. I just... Yeah, you're right. I mean, Hoffenheim did look okay against Bayern, Um you know, but a lot of times have been looking okay against Bayern recently. We get to Bayern in a moment. And I just think, you know, I, I just I just get the sense that Heidenheim are sitting on something special and they could just etch this. It's a derby too, by the way. Um, if, if you consider Hoffenheim against Heidenheim a derby. Um, <laughs> and then I guess they're both from Baden-Württemberg and they're from small towns. Um, so I guess that makes that a derby. Um, I think the Bundesliga has this is this this weekend classified as Derby weekend, and so here we are. We're calling Hoffenheim against Heidenheim a Derby, um, which it is, I guess. Um, so yeah, and I think that um, Heidenheim are just gonna get it. So this next one, Werder Bremen against Freiburg, we got some pushback about our last week's uh, prediction that Bayern Munich would just roll over Werder Bremen. Uh, and we smashed them. Um, fair enough. You know, <laughs> Bremen proved us all wrong and did beat Bayern 1-0. And um, I think they did so with a really, really strong game plan. The one problem here, though, Stefan, that I have uh, is that, and I, I, I went back and forth with my predictions. I ultimately settled for one one result, although I do have a feeling that Werder might lose this game. And here's why. It's not because I disrespect Werder Bremen, but what happens usually to teams that beat Bayern Munich? Mm. Yeah, they, they, they looked, they, they tend to look completely zapped of energy in the next game, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So a 1 1 draw. If they get a 1 1 draw at home against Freiburg, I think they'd be quite happy. But uh, don't be surprised if the 1 0 win over Bayern Munich quickly evaporates here. What's your thinking? So I, I very similarly thought that um, Bremen could struggle here, as you said, because of that kind of performance to put in against Bayern Munich. Um, but having said that, um, you know, Freiburg haven't been exactly outstanding on the road. And two teams who have been kind of decent so far, if you look at the kind of points one of the last five games, Freiburg sit fifth, sit fifth rather, Bremen sit sixth. Um, and, you know, they've only lost one game between them, actually. Uh, the last five match days. So they're both kind of slowly but surely kind of crawling up the league table here. Um, and considering that Bremen are a bit better at home and Freiburg kind of struggle on the road, I've actually gone for a 2-2 draw um, after kind of trying to factor all that in. 
Yeah. All right. So, up next. Augsburg against Bayern, Stefan. Augsburg is where title dreams go to die. What do you think? Is that what's going to happen here? No. Uh, <laughs> going for a 2 0 win to Bayern. It could be four, it could be five. Um, maybe Augsburg might up, uh, up, cause an upset like Bremen did, and we'll have some Augsburg fans giving us grief on Monday morning, but uh, I don't expect it. I do. I think that Bayern are going to stumble here. Really? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I sat through 90 minutes of Bayern against Union Berlin, and I think they should have stumbled there too. Um, this team is shockingly bad. They can't. They they can't really score. Um, the reason why they didn't get scored on by Union Berlin is because the referee oversaw a clear penalty and because Union Berlin are terrible at scoring goals. But you know they should have stumbled there. They should have stumbled there just like they did against Werder Bremen. And um, it's not exactly getting better. Dayot Upamecano out. Joshua Kimmich out. Um, we might see Eric Dyer in this game starting, which is you know wild um, and then there's also the factor that um, Augsburg have registered points in the three of the last four Bundesliga games at home against Bayern and they have won mm. two of those you know and, and let's, let's not forget it's a Bavarian derby as well sure um, <laughs> <laughs> this is derby weekend I guess the word derby can be used loosely for all sorts of stuff now um, yeah I just I just don't know this Bayern side doesn't convince me at all. Um, and that makes me feel that, you know, just like they did against Bremen, just as they should have against Union Berlin, I think this this te- this game has um, another face palm written all over them, over it. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe after, you know, disrespecting um, Werder Bremen and now giving credit to Augsburg, I might have jinxed them. We'll see. Um, up next is my match of the week, and this is Stuttgart against Leipzig. I'm a little worried about Stuttgart, Stefan. Um, two games in a row that they have lost now. Um, they clearly missing Sergio Gurassi. Um, I read today that um, Stuttgart have lost all four matches this season that they have uh, played without the 17-goal striker. That's a damning statistic. And uh, I thought that they would be fine without him. Um, clearly, they're not. And they're meeting a Leipzig side that I think um, showed a really good performance against Leverkusen and were simply outclassed and outplayed and maybe just didn't have the same fitness level um, all the way to the end, right? Uh. Um, so I fear this might be Stuttgart's third defeat in a row. Um, I went for a 3-1 Leipzig win here. Yeah, I've gone for another 2-1 win uh, for Leipzig this time. I completely agree with you. Um, Stuttgart haven't had the best start to the year. Uh, mm. Matt, Matt wrote quite a lot in midweek about <laughs> the troubles with their fans last weekend yeah. and the kind of disruptions to the game there, which um, Hones was very vocal about afterwards. He didn't blame it on that, but he was very vocal about it. You could see that there's obviously a lot of frustration. Uh, he, I think he said he went along the lines of saying, you know... Um, you know, the club are in a rut right now and it's up to him to try and minimise that period of time that it lasts as long as possible. So they know that they're not playing well and, you know, this is what kind of defines how good a manager he is, how good that squad is, if they can kind of bounce back. But I think they come up against a Leipzig side in the worst possible scenario because, you know, 
people will probably look at that league table, see the Leipzig have lost two games and think, oh, they must be playing terribly. But they played really well against Frankfurt and they played really well against Leverkusen. And they were probably pulling their hair out wondering why they haven't been able to pick up a single point from that. And they'll probably be going into this game with without an ounce of complacency. They'll be absolutely determined to prove their doubt is wrong. And I, I agree with you. I think Stuttgart might be on the end of a real thrashing of sorts. Maybe not in terms of goals, because I would have gone for 2-1. But I think in terms of performance, uh, it's going to be a very difficult afternoon for Stuttgart. They lost the return 5-1. Remember that game? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, that was a game that Stuttgart dominated at the at the start and then Nübel made a mistake and then Leipzig just completely took them apart. I don't think it's going to be quite as bad this time, but um, yeah, I think Leipzig, it's it's funny because it's two top four teams that haven't won um, in two games, right? So oh, uh, one of them um, is going to be the winner here and yeah, I just feel it's going to be Leipzig. All right, so for my top match, two years, Leverkusen against Gladbach. This is also a derby, um, but it's only a derby for Gladbach fans if they win it. Are they going to win it, Stefan? Yeah, can we call this the Cologne Suburbs derby? Uh... <laughs> uh, I mean, if you ever want to step foot in Gladbach again, you could. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Cologne commuter town suburb, uh, commuter town derby. Um, yeah, you know, look, Although I think this game's going to end uh, with a Leverkusen win and I've gone for a 2-0 win at that, um, I do think it'll be really interesting to see how well Gladbach do. Uh, they have kind of put on a decent um, you know, run of form recently. Uh, I know obviously they lost against Augsburg last weekend, but even before that, they were kind of slowly but surely climbing up the league table, putting in some solid performances. Uh, I think I mentioned this in last week's show, but if you kind of look at a lot, the last 10 match days in the Bundesliga, they're sitting eighth. Um, so, you know, they're, they're putting in a decent performances and they might be able to cause some problems for a Leverkusen side that have had to really dig in deep over the last kind of, kind of couple of weeks and might be looking a little jaded at points. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a derby. It should be a fun game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, uh, but I have gone for a 2-0 win for Leverkusen. Yeah, I've gone through something similar. I think there's going to be a bit of drama here because it is a derby, but ultimately I think Leverkusen are going to win it, so I went for a 2-1 win. Um, look, this this Leverkusen side has so much quality. I think Camaldo is fit for this game, right? Um, he's a question mark. Palacios is not. Um, and we covered that earlier this week. Um, that should be ultimately fine too because I think they have, they have enough weapons here and replacements and um, I guess it will be interesting to see whether they announce Boye Iglesias before this game or um, whether he's... I, I assume, because it's, we're recording this on Thursday, it's not a done deal yet that that, that he's not going to be available for this. So, um, But yeah, it, I don't think it should matter. I think that uh, Leverkusen are going to win this game 2-1. All right. Um, Union Berlin. Low-scoring Union Berlin is going to be without head coach Nenad Jelica. I I think, you know, that what happened between Bielitsa and Leroy Sané, um, it happens between players all the time that they go at each other, right? And then one gets sent off. But I think it's inexcusable when it happens to a head coach. That simply cannot happen. Um, to be sent off for that and to be 
suspended now for three games. I think for me, it's close to a fireball offense um, because as a head coach, you you're a role model, right? It's a, just a different role altogether than being a player. If a player loses their heads and on the field, still not excusable, but you're not going to fire a player over that. But I think for a head coach, it comes quite close. I mean, you've seen it in German football before, right? That head coaches have gotten fired for similar things. So, yeah, um, he's going to walk a tightrope here, um, especially, I think, with Steffen Baumgart available. We need we need to keep that in mind. Um, to the actual game, I think that Union Berlin are going to win this narrowly in a game against Darmstadt that they have to win. Stefan, this is a must-win game for Union Berlin. Yeah, and I think they will win it. Uh, they've won two of their last home games. Uh, you know, I didn't watch the Bayern game, um, so I'm kind of relying on your you thoughts missed, on that. You missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of suspected as much. Um, but they have slowly but surely started creeping back up the league table. If you look at the, even mm. their form before that Bayern game, um, you know, in terms of points picked up in the last five games, they've, they're maybe now mid-table in that regard. So they certainly are doing yeah. better than a lot of the teams around them. Uh, you know, your Darmstadt, your Cologne, your Mainz's and things like that. Um, and, you know, when you bear in mind that Darmstadt have only picked up one win at home this season and only two draws as well. They've lost five of eight. Um, you really would think that Union Berlin have to win this game. And I think they will. So I've gone for mm. a narrow 2-1 win. Yeah. All right. That brings us to our last match. Dortmund against Bochum, Stefan. Yeah. Last but not least. Um Having said that, I think it's be a pretty straightforward result. I know it's a derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Bolton yeah. fans love getting stuck into Dortmund, but um, you know, for all Dortmund's faults, they've somehow managed to squeeze by just about every test so far this year. You could certainly argue that they haven't faced many difficult ones, and maybe Bochum could prove a difficult test. I'd maybe be inclined to give Bochum a chance if this was at their own ground, where they're much better this season, but away from home this season they've been pretty dreadful and there's just something about Dortmund right now I still don't think they're playing particularly well but they've just got enough firepower to just kind of pull them through games and I think they'll do the exact same thing in this one so I've won for a 2-0 win for Dortmund yeah I went for something really similar I went for a 3-1 win for Dortmund Um, it's a derby sure and Bochum do well against Dortmund in Bochum. <laughs> they usually do not do well in Dortmund. Um, two towns are what a twenty-minute train ride apart from one another. So this is this is actually a real derby, and it's possibly one of the biggest derbies in German football in the absence of Schalke, right? Um, which is, of course, you know, the biggest derby in in German football is Dortmund against Schalke. Um, but yeah, I think that there there is plenty of folklore around this game I almost made this my match of the week because I do think that this is actually a game with with a strong history um, I think it is a really wonderful way of um, ca- like rounding up the match day you know a Sunday evening fixture between two local rivals unfortunately I do think that despite the local rival in Dortmund that's simply too good for Dor- uh, for Bochum and so yeah 3-1 win um Anyways, I think you should tune in. It's it's a it's definitely worth uh, worth watching this game um, without a doubt. Um, Stefan, that wraps this up. As always, this um, episode of the Gegen Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News, who are always very kind of um, promoting this podcast, posting our predictions, um, and yeah, 
any final thoughts before we wrap up this week? Just looking forward to a good weekend of football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, should be actually a really good weekend of football. It's Derby weekend as promoted by the DFL. Uh, at least that's what my email said that I get from them once a week. Uh, and so I guess that's what we how we promote this podcast to is Derby weekend if we think that anything but Bochum against Dortmund is actually classified as a Derby during this week. Um, tune in, watch it all. Um, chat will be up too. So again, I want to promote the chat. If you're not a Substack subscriber yet, go check that out. And we'll be back soon with more content. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.